to the Sequoia Show with serial entrepreneur and your host, me, Sequoia Mo Willis. I bring to you guests who discover key habits and success tips that they are sharing from their personal stories. This episode is titled Resilience in Spite of Your Past. Today's guest is Deidre Whitney, born December 8th and raised in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, New York, and is the CEO of Whitney's Empire. Her title, Jack A of all trades, suits her perfectly. She is an excellent baker who provides her clientele with a variety of options ranging from sweet and delicious to keto-friendly, gluten-free, and vegan baked goods that she prepares from scratch. Deidre is also a wig maker and hair braider, hand makes and sells jewelry, as well as sells Avon skincare and makeup products. She is a domestic violence and child advocate, student, loving mother and grandmother, loving and supportive sibling, caring friend, and passionate foster mom. Deidre is currently a peer support specialist at the Institute for Community Living and enrolled in college. She will graduate with the class of 2023. Deidre runs groups on Facebook that provide a safe space for domestic violence victims as well as coaching and mentoring opportunities. She is a humanitarian who aspires to one day own a home for children to provide a safe space and learning environment to help children and families learn life skills that will help them excel in this world. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome my friend and sister, Deidre Whitney. Welcome to my friend, Deidre. I'm going to be calling her D for the rest of this interview because that's my sister and I can do that. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you coming on here to help motivate and inspire my audience and people who may be from your audience who will be watching and people we may not even know, but people who need this. Thank you for having me. I've been waiting to be on your show. Here we go. <laughs> I've been waiting too. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so I know you, and then there are still some things that I've recently learned, and we recently learned about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I know and knew you would be the perfect guest to have on because our topic is resilience, a theme for the entire season. But of course, I have different episodes surrounding that. And this episode is going to be surrounded by the, the title and theme, Resilience, um in spite of your past and and you are the perfect person in my opinion to have on here because i've watched you grow i watched i've watched you go and grow through different i have been going right (laughs) you've been going you've been on go and and i'm proud of you because you are like a great example. You know, sometimes we go through things and we don't feel like we're a good example for other people. Um, yeah. But what makes a good example is how resilient you are and how you get through what you go through. Because we don't always choose what we go through. We mm-hmm. don't always choose what families we're born into. We don't choose how things are going to go in our lives, but we still have to do something with it. True indeed. And so with that being said, I want to bring, it's important to know about your past, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to take people on a journey. 
And I can't do that without you. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your adolescence, your upbringing, your childhood. Well, I grew up in the projects. Typical project kid, both parents on drugs. So I struggled from the time I was born, you know. Both my parents was on drugs. So that was a really rough for them trying to raise me. I'm from Sumner Projects. I love Sumner. Same from the same as you. Sumner. And growing, Sumner, right? <laughs> growing up, what can I say? I mean, I had my grandparents that had one life. And then I had my parents that had separate life. And I was in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard to, like, where to start at. But I say, for me, I always felt awkward. From, like, as long as I can remember who I was, like, kindergarten, I was awkward. I felt uncomfortable. Didn't understand why, but I always did. So I struggled with making friends. I struggled with like knowing how to play with others. I always been a loner. Um, I say, ten years old, everything changed. Remember how I was telling you I went outside when I was eleven. I came back in the house when I was thirty-one. <laughs> so I yes. was outside. Outside wasn't a thing. I was yes. outside. So at ten years old, um, I was abused sexually abused and my whole life changed there but I didn't know how to communicate it so I ended up acting out I guess you could say I was acting out so the quiet um smart girl that gave nobody no trouble I went to being like fuck everything and everybody yeah. and from there my life went from me turning from a child to an adult and when you're that young you don't know how to be an adult but when you go through things because of adults who don't know how to care for you properly, or when you have adults hurt you, what you got to do now? Now you got to be the grown up because the adults in your life can't take care of you where you need to. So now it's your turn. You wish that you had the adults in your life that could understand you, but usually you get labels being the bad kid or the trouble kid. You know, mm -hmm. they got, you know, and then you have parents on drugs. I can't say my parents didn't love me, or, but that them getting high was more important than being a parent at the time, you know? And with my mm -hmm. grandparents, it was like, they had one life trying to shelter me from what my reality really was. But for mm -hmm. them, I guess it was easier to like, okay, well, we can't help our daughter, but we can help these children. Did they best. I can never say that my grandparents didn't do their best, but their best wasn't good enough for me. Mm -hmm. You know, they, you know, they didn't understand that. So I pretty much had like to pick a choice between being with them and feeling misunderstood and being a problem child or me just finding my own way. So yeah. I decided to find my own way. And yeah. from, like I said, from 10, 11, I went outside because being at home wasn't safe for me. Yeah. And that's why I got caught up into really being in the streets. You know, when you're young, people think it's your innocent. You have some people in the neighborhood that will use that innocence. So now I'm like, I'm sitting here now, you know, I do, I've been doing here since I was 11. So I could make $20 doing somebody's auntie in the neighborhood here, or I could get on a Greyhound and make $100. Mm -hmm. so I'm a kid, so it's like, that's a big deal. Yeah, $100? <laughs> you was a millionaire. You know? And when you have parents <laughs> on drugs, it's like, my mother would chastise me, but at the same time, that money and her habit, it was like she allowed certain things that she probably didn't want to allow for me to happen because of her addiction. Yeah. Um, yeah, so from that age, I left junior high school. I've always been mad smart. You know, I've been a very intelligent girl. 
but school wasn't good for me. I didn't feel comfortable in school. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't a bum, like I was filthy, but right. as my home life made me feel like I didn't fit in with my peers, even though at that time, we all, most of us were all going through that. But you yep. either had to be the funny kid or you had to be the smart kid. Or you were yep. just a bad kid or you was the lowest kid. And I got caught into the being the lowest kid. We only had like four categories. You know, like, so it was like either you the fly one, the smart one, or you the one who know how to crack jokes and you might not play with you because you know how to joke. And then mm -hmm. you have the ones that's in the middle. So then even yeah. in it, I'm like, I'm still lost. You know, like at home, I'm lost. Yeah. At school, I'm lost. You know, so it was like now. You got to pick and choose where you, where where would you rather be when all places are uncomfortable i went through that too and then you could be the kid that's yeah. being picked on and you know it could just be all kinds of stuff so i get that and that's how it was in school because i'm coming to school my mom used to do crack me up she'd do laundry and stuff and like one two o'clock in the morning when she's feeling herself now she pitting around and she cleaning the whole house you go on the clothes halfway put your remember hanging your clothes on the oven for your clothes yep. to dry I'm going yep. to school smelling like the oven, or just I'm just not, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then the teachers at the time were ruthless; they were just mean. So you going to school late? They know you got problems at home, picking on you instead. It's like, okay, you know I'm a child, so how am mm -hmm. I going to be here on time? Clearly, something going on at home that I'm not here on time. <laughs> I remember yeah. my fifth grade graduation. I took myself. My fifth grade teacher, she kept saying, "You're going to be late. Watch. You're going to be late for your graduation." And I was, but I mm. took my own soul for graduation. I'm mm. 10 years old in fifth grade. So it's like, I remember mm. her always picking with me and then she was right. So my whole graduation, but, but, I'm but, sitting but, in my hand. It was also not empowering. At all. Yeah. It wasn't empowering at all. And I, like I said, those teachers back then, I mean, I don't know how school is now, but I know like teachers back in our days, they didn't have the tools to deal with us. I don't know what no. it was about, but a lot of people just seen they was on this high horse. Like, you know, you, our school was in the middle of two projects. I'm looking for 59. That school was in the middle of two projects, two of the yeah. roughest projects. So the kids that come to your school have issues, miss, or sir, you know? So it's like, how do y'all not know how to teach or how to um, talk to us? But then again, back then, it was nobody really had the tools to really understand how to crack arrows mess with us and how we went things we went through one thing i do know is that you're very passionate about the youth and the youth of yes. today and i hear we see you post it we see we hear you speak about it you know um because mm -hmm. then yeah they didn't get it. it was really really textbook or they were so stuck on on how they were brought up like kids are to be seen and not heard and you know, mm -hmm. we really couldn't express what we were going through or things that happened to us. Sometimes people will believe us. Sometimes they didn't. Right. Um, yep. But you are very passionate and you're an advocate in a sense. Right? Why do you think you're so passionate about it? I have over ACS and I work with a foster care agency where I do have opportunities to mentor. I have like two young, young girls that mm -hmm. I mentor mm -hmm. and I have three young mothers that I help. And that's my thing because these kids are outside now. I feel they are our kids. So when I see yeah. people in our age group saying these new kids and these kids, and I'm like, those are our kids. Yeah. Maybe not all you guys have kids as old as I, my kids is 25, you know, 21 and 18. But these are kids' children are our children. The same way we had issues, these kids have issues too. Yeah. 
you know, so I don't understand how you can look at them and say, oh, these kids and like, we should know better because we know how hard it was for us and how misunderstood we were, you know, so it's like, I don't want to be one of them, one of them adults, everybody in my life, I love them, because now that I'm older, I understand they didn't, they didn't know what it took, they had their own stuff going on for one that I didn't understand because I was a child, and yeah. two, they didn't know how to help me, but they could still have tried more. Mm. You know, no one. I have never had any adults in my life when I was a kid to say, "Hey, what's up with you? What's going on with you?" Yeah. Or even learning like certain things. Like I said, I was talking to you before, like about how hygiene and how you look and how you dress. You need yeah. somebody to really hold your hand through certain stuff. Yeah. You don't always know how to care for yourself. You didn't yeah. see it. Yeah. You didn't know it. You know what? Nobody's like that. Kind of said the birds and the bees. Like I wish that. I had someone in my life that really sit me down and do the coffee show for me. I want to know about all that. But I didn't have yeah. that. So you just learning how to do everything on your own, your way, until you figure it out. It's all reasons why we act why we act the way that we act. So when you're yeah. a child and you're an adolescent, it's like, how can somebody write you off? This season, The Sequoia Show is sponsored by Linda's Barbecue Sauce. You can find out more about Linda's Barbecue Sauce by visiting lindasbarbecuesauce.com. Linda's Barbecue Sauce is a Black-owned, family-owned business that's been operating since 2014. The company is family-based so much that the brand was named after a strong mother of five children. Linda strives to love, support, and take care of her family. The barbecue sauce is the foundation of their family's strength, hardworking ethics, and principles. Linda's Barbecue Sauce comes in five different flavors. Pineapple jerk habanero mango peach honey and mandarin orange thank you linda's barbecue sauce for sending these gifts to my guests and interviewees this season if you are looking for something to put in goodie bags just for your cookout or to have in your kitchen contact linda's barbecue sauce at 646-234-6352 or on instagram by going to linda's underscore bbq underscore sauce now back to our show you went outside when you was 11 you came back at when you were in your 30s you came back inside when you was in your 30s mm-hmm. but then also in between that you're still going through you had to grow up fast you had to become an adult uh in your youthful body people don't even understand sometimes that you got to be careful with children because you could really confuse them and mess them up it could be things that they carry or don't get to experience um, and then we got to grow up and raise children ourselves if that's what, you know, we end up doing. But yeah. what if you can remember in your teenage years, like because you went through certain things, because this is how you grew up, like how what did you learn about yourself as a teenager? Girl, I was lost. Like I was mm. completely this was one of the worst times of my life. I say from 14 until about 21, I was completely lost. I didn't know myself. I just was being whatever I had to be to make to survive the next day. I can't say I had a moment where I could say, oh, okay, I'm good at this or I know this. I was winging it mm-hmm. every day because I had to be, I was a mother by the time I was 15. You know, my mm-hmm. kid's dad was in jail. If he wasn't in jail, he's beating my ass. It's either or. Mm-hmm. I was homeless by the time I was 17. My, my son was one, going on one years old. I'm homeless. I'm in the, I was in the streets. Nothing matters to me besides how I'm going to make something. You know, some people, they tell their story about how they was. I'm a hustler. I was a hustler. Like, I sold everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't glorify that. It's like, 
Right. That's what I had to do. You know, if I had other means to do shit, I wouldn't have been doing that. But I'm a hustler. And I learned that now I'm older, I hustle anything. During my teens, I could say that I learned my strength, if anything. Because I was, I don't know how I made it. I can't even tell you. I mean, <laughs> I can't even tell you how I made it. That's I okay. From being, you from know why? Age. Because even what you just said about you can't even, you can't even tell me. It's really good because there are forced parents, there are parents, there are just people in general, teachers, anybody who might see this or who might need to understand that, you know, y'all might want a kid, a child or a teenager to stay in a kid or teenager's place. And a lot of the times, if you don't know what they're going through, they may not even know what that is. They may not have had an opportunity to be a teenager. They may not have had an opportunity to em- embark upon or or take take action in what what society says a teenager or or a, a little kid is supposed to do. I know I didn't. You know, I know I wanted to do like some of yummies. I wanted to do all of that, but now you need people to help you. Like anybody, mm-hmm. like you know, you can't just go sign up for work by yourself. You need a parent or an adult to come in, you know, and yeah. do that for you. And by that time, I was already like, I, I'm grown. I take care of myself, you know, like yeah. mentally, physically. I'm caring for myself. I guess I always had my grandparents to give me some change and buy me things here and there. But overall, I was already an adult in my mind. Yeah. And adults that I was in my life, like my grandmother had agoraphobia. You know, I didn't know she had it. I didn't know what that was. So she didn't go outside. So anything had to be done outside can of the home. De- can you define that for people who don't know? Of, yeah, well, agoraphobia is the fear of going outside, leaving your home. I'm currently going through that myself, but it's just having a, a fear, uh, having anxiety when it's time to leave your home or be around other people or be in a social setting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that was when I was a kid. But my grandfather, my grandmother, anything she'd do anything for you as long as it's not outside of the house. And back then, we didn't have cash app and ways to pay for things. I can't say mm-hmm. I didn't ask her. She wouldn't have found ways for me to do certain things, but right. her issues didn't allow her to do certain things. And then my mm-hmm. grandfather works full-time MTA bus driver. All he did was work. Mm-hmm. He had a whole family on his back. So my grandfather mm-hmm. didn't have time. My favorite person in the world, by the way. But my granddaddy, mm-hmm. he didn't have time to do certain things. So we, me and my sister had to figure out things on our, on our own and how to get things done. It's like some of you programs are going up or just Certain things just wasn't there for me because I wasn't really on that type of time, but I didn't have nobody in my, in my family. My mom's, I love her to death, but my mom's couldn't do anything outside of her program. So if I got an appointment, we got anything to do is if I'll be being a, a young adult who needs my mom to help me with something, my mom going to go to that program first. Yeah. She needs that. You had to be understanding that this is a priority for my mom and I might have to mm-hmm. do I have to do a lot of these things for myself. That's a lot. Yeah. And that's what comes in with my t- me being a teenager and me getting with my, my moving in with my kid's dad at 14. Because mm-hmm. even with you know, you certain size with him and his abuse, but mm-hmm. you used to, you used to already coming, not coming first. So you get with a man for the first time, you just so thick with white paying you a little bit of attention. Mm. But you already used to being put last. So you going into that thing like, okay, whatever he say, whatever he do is good enough for me right now because I already come last at home. 
that foundation wasn't there and it, 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 you need that you really do need and it. then you but you reprogram you you have to reprogram once you even find out something different and you got to be around certain stuff to find out certain different certain things different you don't even know you need to be around certain things to find out something different. you don't even realize you're settling for whatever friends and boyfriends and girlfriends mm-hmm. so and you don't know boundaries either somebody will play with you too many times but you allowed your parents you allowed your boyfriend or your friend to play with you so many times you don't know how to say enough is enough yeah um and i'm getting chills because dag i ain't never get chills on my face before <laughs> but <laughs> i want i want who, whoever or whomever whatever people person is watching is to know that you know mm-hmm. you got to give yourself some grace and be patient with yourself because you're not going to know everything and you've gone through a lot Whoever, yeah. whoever this is for, you've gone through a lot and you have to forgive yourself. And I was hearing the word forgive before we got on is so amazing because I was texting you and I kept hearing the word forgive. And that definitely isn't in my cards. Right. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm understanding somebody who's watching and listening. You need to forgive yourself because it's not your fault. You're doing the best with what you have and what you were given. Did you want to add to that? It's a, I mean, what you just said is how I feel. You, it, you, you wanted to make mistakes. That's life's teacher. You know, you'll get to a point in your life when you're figure, it'll start making sense to you. And then it's your time to do the work. I don't like me. You know, I don't say sorry. I mean, I, I know I have hurt people or made people feel away, but I don't say sorry for that. I changed my behavior. Mm-hmm. Now that I know better, I know how to be a better friend, a better parent, X, Y, and Z, I'm going to fix that. But mm-hmm. whatever I did when I was hurting, I'm not going to apologize for that anymore. You could have hurt somebody when you were 16 in your family. Yes. And now you're 40 something years old. That's that you like do that same. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be saying sorry for something I did when I was a pal. Yeah. So it's like, okay, even you have friends and you go through something in your life and you got things change between you guys. And it's like, oh, are you, are you my friend now? Or are you my friend from then? Because if we still talk about what happened when we was kids, I'm good on you. You know, like, I'm good on that. You know, you That's give right. us certain friends, they start bringing up your past. I get, I get, I get that a lot. Like, I'll be around certain people and they just start saying off the wall fake compliments. You mm. know, with the, oh, I'm so proud of you because not really yeah. proud of me you wouldn't be yeah. saying the next thing you're ready to say because i remember when you was doing x y yeah that i remember <laughs> i'm so proud of you because i don't need to be proud of me girl but it's good because that you said that because people are going to be people but when you know yourself and when you grow and you know like okay when i was younger i did certain things you mm-hmm. you were supposed to be close to me, so you know if we're all a certain age now, you know why I did certain things, and you know I've grown. Why do you want to keep putting my past back in front of me when I'm putting it behind me? So what I like that that D said today is that, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, so but you could correct me if I'm wrong. But this is what I got from you right. is that um, just know <laughs> who you are, know what you're about. And don't accept other people's uh, vision of you. They might have a vision that's stuck in the past, but you're moving forward. 
and you don't have to allow yourself to be taken back there. You can say, okay, I'm glad you remember when, but this is what I'm focused on. And you don't got to deal with those people no more. I don't even deal with people like that. They always want to remind you now. I, well, I don't like it. Sometimes, like I said, when people tell me I'm proud of you. I remember X, Y, and Z. I did this work for myself. So when you say that to me, it's like, you think I actually worked this hard for you? Like, you're not that Ooh. important in my life for me to say I'm putting work for me. And if you really love me like that, you wouldn't even think like that. Because you already you already knew I was like this. If you, if you knew that I had the potential, you never tried to help me grow then why are you proud now yeah <laughs> yeah you you're know. right relief to you is one of our sponsors this season on the sequoia show you can find out more about relief to you by visiting their website relief thank you relief to you for sending these gifts for my interviewees and guests of the show Relief to You is a natural brand that focuses on benefits instead of the prettiness, color, or smell of a product. It's about relieving the feeling you get from uncomfortable problems such as eczema, irritated scalp, dry skin, or painful conditions. We believe solving a problem in the natural world is how we stop bad side effects in the chemical world, says Relief to You. They sell the benefits. Try Relief to You today at relieftoyou.com. You can also get specialized or personalized gifts for goodie bags to give to your friends or just to put in your purse. Enjoy a 10% discount off of your order by using code new life and visiting relief to you.com. You can also follow relief to you on Facebook by going to relief to you or on Instagram at relief to you. Now back to the show. Oh, speak more about your mom. Tell us a little bit about what your relationship with your dad, your, your biological father, however you identify is or was like my mother was, a gift and a curse, you know. A lot of who I am is, is cookie. I all her, like her talents my mother had that I didn't know that she had, I have them. Mm-hmm. Um, her drive to always get up and do something. My mother will go outside for three days and she maybe come home with three dollars, but she ain't gonna stay in the house if we don't have nothing. I always give her that, and I'm the same way, you know. I don't care how long it's gonna take me. I want to figure it out and make sure I have more than I had the day before. Whatever I have to do. But my mom was very toxic. Our relationship was, I loved her so much sometimes I loved her too much. Mm-hmm. And it just was really, her passing broke me, but it also helped me, it fixed me. Because now I don't mm-hmm. have that dynamic anymore. Like, I don't, I'll leave everybody alone. Now my mom's, my mom's couldn't do she did so much wrong, so many things she did hurt me, but at the same time, I was glued to her like a twin. <laughs> but when she passed away, it finally, I was able to let go of certain things. I understood her more. Yeah. And it made me forgive her more. So I wasn't going to be, I wasn't as damaged anymore. And I saw my life change when she passed away. As far mm-hmm. as my dad's concerned, um, I always hated my dad because him and my mother together was horrible. My mother was one way. My mother did her thing when we wanted she did her drugs. I can't blame I can't blame him. I always did blame him, but I couldn't blame him. But my mom was one way when he when she was by herself. And when he came around, her main focus was him and drugs. My mom mm-hmm. said care of the house she could on one end, but with him. 
his main concern was always the get high or having all the attention. Mm. I always hated him. And they fought yeah. so much. So it was like, why you got to come over here? Why he got to be around? Because now we're going to be, now she's going to be broke. They're going to be fighting tomorrow. It's just always something going on when he was around. It took yeah. my mother passing away. And then both my grandmothers passing away and my best friend dying back to back. For me to finally say, okay, he's all I got now. Let me figure it out with him. And I did that. And I'm thankful I did that. He came with me for a little while and lived here with me. Mm -hmm. He got clean. And he started telling me his story. My dad started getting mm -hmm. high at 11. I didn't know that my grandparents had a, uh, had issues in the home. And as a kid, he was affected by that. Mm. So me learning that was like, okay, I can't hate him no more because mm -hmm. he didn't know no better. So by me learning that he was getting hooked on drugs at 11 and in the streets at 11 years old and didn't really know himself, the hurt and the pain that I oh. felt for him, about him, it went away. Because now I'm like, okay, now I understand him more. If he would have had a better upbringing, then maybe he could have been a better dad. But at the same time, it's like my dad was with me, and then he chose to go backwards. And that hurt. So now I'm on the fence with it. Like my dad is not doing good right now. And it hurts. But it's like, can I allow myself to go through that again? Because at the same time, I'm still his child. And I want him to be able to put us first for once you know like for you to be clean and to be in my home and to be we allow you to be in my home and to show you how much i love you and i'm doing things to show you how much i'm going to support you and you go backwards like i can't keep putting myself out there like that because you, you know I, I don't want to feel i'm grown now i have the right to say i don't want to be second to your, your habit anymore yeah so that's kind of where we at right now. My dad is not doing well. He's not doing well at all. And it hurts. You know, sometimes I, I ride that way. He'd be by Marcy. I ride over there and I give him a few dollars or, you know, I pray for him every day, though. But it just hurts to know that my dad is choosing that life once again over his kids and over me. So I'm just kind of giving it a break. And then when my aunt passed away, that really hurt. And my dad wasn't there. And I'm like, he knows how much this woman meant, meant to me and my sister. Why are you not here? Mm. You know, why are you not here? But I don't know. I just know that right now, I don't want to feel that kind of hurt. And even though it hurts not to be there, be there for him knowing that he needs me, what about me? Yeah. You know, so. Especially when he didn't put in the work ever. It's not like he, my mother, I always gave her the benefits. I have seen her bust her ass to feed us. She has, she was the, the best grandmother she could be to my to my children. I watched her help so many other people. My mother was like, kind of mm. how I am. You ain't got shit, but you get your last. My mom wasn't the best mother to me and my siblings, but I watched her help so many kids from the community. Like our house, when she, when she liked you, she liked you. And so yeah. many dudes or so many girls that I know, they love my mother. They didn't know her how I knew her. Because when they mm. knew her, she was helping them out with something. Yeah. And I'm the same way. Like, 
I'm not all good, but I'm not all bad either. And I learned that I got that from her. And I didn't know that. And so I got older and tried to understand, like, all right, <laughs> I'm Cookie Junior. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I get it. My grandfather was really everything to me growing yeah. up. I just watched him work. He ain't complained about nothing. And he was like a manly man. He wasn't aggressive, but he he just was a man. When he, how, he, how he walked, how he carried himself. My grandfather would be this stern, hurricane man one minute, and he'd be in, a, in the bathroom on the weekends washing me and my sister's clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, like he just was like a man. Not, yeah. not abusive. He's, he's a manly man. man. And I'm so thankful to have had him in my life. Yeah. But at the same time, of course, you want your dad, your real dad. And maybe one day I'll get there. He's still alive. You know, you never can say never. But I'm kind of good on that right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of good on that right now. Well, one thing that I am um, very, very um, happy about is what you said as far as, and I can't even say happy is what I can respect. And anybody that is in the audience right now, uh, want you become, I'm, I'm bringing her back on. Don't think that I'm keeping her away right now. <laughs> but I want you to get exactly like when Deidre said that she had to like pull back a little bit or take a pause to see if she's ready for that right now. Like you, you can do that. You owe yourself the opportunity to allow yourself to see if something is what you are ready for and also to prepare yourself for what you might want, but don't know if you have all of the tools right now to go into it. I mean, to me, you landed on your feet like a cat, even though it feels like you was wandering in the the forest or the jungle, because I know how that. I was an alley cat. I'm an alley cat. Yes. So I would love for you to bring us current, and I hope y'all are getting like I, I know that every a lot of people can relate to even portions or pieces, and some some of us are stuck there. Some people are stuck there, and they don't know how to to move forward. But I want you to go ahead and bring us bring us to right before your now right before my now like i said my mom's name was the thing that got me going i was in the streets heavy i was having a lot of issues i didn't have my kids at home so i just had a lot of stuff going on personally i was just broken and my mom's passed away and i'm like you know what she was already not in peace when she was alive, let me just give her the opportunities to finally rest by getting my shit together. And I said I was about 25, 26. And then I moved out of town and I had a, I almost died. My kid's father almost killed me. That's when I was 29 going on 30. And I just said, you know what? I got to take better care of myself. And that's when I started just making the changes that I needed to. Going to therapy fighting to get my kids um my kids with, with, with me home and just focusing on what was important which was me i'm important you know i have to realize that, that and my whole life i didn't think i was anything i didn't think i deserved to be happy once i realized i did it was only up from there i mean i'm not i can't sit here and say my life is good right now because i still struggle 
You know, I don't want to be like, oh, now life is perfect. It's not, not at all. Yeah. But I have the tools now to help me fix it. Whereas before, you know, I didn't know nothing. So I'm just broken and I didn't have no tools to fix nothing. But now I could blow. I know how to handle it better. It's helpful yeah. ways for me to, to, to deal with things now. Yeah. As I said before, I was outside for so long and I came inside. <laughs> now I'm inside. I'm like, it's all about me. And that's why Woo! I don't even, allow to even do certain things anymore. I didn't fix myself to go back to what I was doing. Yeah. And I can't say because like, oh, I got a good two years. Now I'm good. Now I'm still, I still have work to do. I was 30 years of my life was spent in the struggle. There's no way in the hell these past 10 years, all of a sudden now I'm good. I'll be lying. Mm. Mm. So what I do now is just make sure I, I'm always learning. I'm always reading. You know, I'm in school now. I'm in back to school because I want to be able to help children by telling them, hey, I was what you was doing and now I'm doing the work. But not 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 to say like a, a good version, not to say a bad version, but it's like some people act like, okay, I did X, Y, and Z. When I turned 25, I'm the best mother. I'm the best everything. Nah, I'm still struggling, but I'm working towards these goals. And you can do the same thing. Now, will it all be perfect? No, it won't be. But if you know that you want to do something, just focus on you and everything else is all working itself out. There, I just want to make, I just want to, pinpoint some things right so you started to notice certain things that you wanted or whatever got you to where you're at right now right or to get to that mentality you just described yeah i lost everything i lost everything i lost mm -hmm. like i said during that time i didn't have my mom i didn't have my best friend anymore i didn't have my grand my grandparents passed away my grandmother passed away everybody have it back to back so they yeah. have nobody yeah. But me, I gotta yeah. take care of me. I gotta, I gotta be here for me. I always that, but it's like okay, now I really do the work to be here. When, when you came to that, that place, what was one of the major things, or some of the things that you said you wanted to just do differently when you came to this awakening? If you, I wanted to be able. I want to be able to rest. I want to be able to cry. I want to be able to be myself. When you're around certain people that you a certain way, or you in the really no love in the streets, and you're hurting, I couldn't hurt. I'm around all these people, and I'm like, I have been supportive of X, Y, and Z, but now it's my turn. I'm really broken, and I can't be broken in the streets. There's no yeah. place for that. They Ooh. feel alive when they see that you're weak. So it really was me just realizing I was at my my breaking point and I knew that I didn't have no home life to go home to. And I knew I couldn't be in the streets like that. I had so much going on in the streets like that. I could say 2008, 2009 was one of the worst times of everything that hit me all at once. So it really yeah. was just me being broken, knowing that I would not be able to survive like this. I wouldn't be able to. So either I'm going to tap out and hang it up and call it quits and leave my kids here on their own or I'm going to fix my shit. Yeah. I chose to say, you know, I'm going to try to fix things. You know, it didn't work out the way I, I thought it would, but I'm still trying each day I get up. I'm still working. That's, that's still my goal every day. It's been 10 years mm -hmm. now and every day I get up, it's fixing me. 
Mm. I never. I'm always thinking about how I want to fix myself. I've never been. I, I'm. I'm taking. I'm gonna take a time off. No, every day I have to unlearn. I have to heal. I have to fix, and I have to rest for me to be my best version of myself. Whatever that may be, I'm not there yet. But whatever I'm, whoever I'm supposed to be, I'm gonna work towards becoming her. Period. And I know people who may see this and having a hard time, and I can't sit there and say, "Oh, you're gonna be okay. Just follow my steps." No. You had to you had to give yourself a goal, one goal, and stick to it. And that would keep you alive yes. every day because you work towards that one goal. And my goal is just living. I want to live a life where I'm comfortable and where I'm happy and where mm. I deserve to have peace and be able to have love. I didn't have that. So my goal is to make sure I have that in my life. So everything yeah. that I get up, I focus on that one goal. It's been the same goal for the past 10 years. And that got me here me being a baker didn't come from me saying oh i want to make i want to be a baker it was anxiety in the middle of the night i couldn't sleep now i'm a baker you know okay i like i like fixing things i can't fix people i have to focus on myself so now i'm gonna make jury and my jury is my positive energy you know it's like everything that i do it comes from the hardships but i'm trying to turn it into a positive and every day is not easy for me i got anxiety i have agoraphobia and x y and z so I don't want nobody to think, okay, that you're going to have a perfect life, but you can have a better life, a better quality of life. Work towards your one goal. Just pick one goal. And I know yeah. sometimes you think, oh, I'm going to give up, but you don't have to give up on yourself. You made it through that night where you was like, your thoughts was all, you know, you was having a bad thought. You was just feeling bad about yourself. If you got up the next morning, it's the opportunity to be okay. You know that you survived your worst night. And now here you are. Keep pushing towards the next night. Next night after that. I have note cards for all of you who don't know. <laughs> and I have them in order. And as she's speaking, mm -hmm. as you're speaking, I'm just going back, putting them behind each other. Because you're hitting it. You're hitting it. And and mm -hmm. and it's so genuine and authentic. And I love it. And I even wanted you to give somebody advice. And you did that as far as like, you know, if they didn't know what it was to like just start doing some stuff for yourself and you did that you like you know you mm -hmm. said you just got to focus on a goal it's kind of take it a day at a time do some stuff that you like right a lot of us who come from certain backgrounds who have had a traumatic childhood um or teenage years or just been through anything right we kind of don't I was busy playing catch up. I felt like I needed to keep doing so I need to catch up because everybody around me wasn't going through certain things that I was going through. And they was able to live a certain kind of lifestyle or accomplish certain things. And where mine was delayed because I had other priorities, like I had to drop out of school so that, you know, my sisters and I can be placed in the, in, in the home that we needed to be placed in, set me back so that they wouldn't be set back. So a lot of things that I was playing catch up on. I saw people from high school doing things business and career wise that I didn't even have a chance to even start tackling because of my life circumstances. Right. But then I started to do those things and I had to get to a point where I had to say, all right, you could slow down and enjoy the roses. Enjoy what you have done. Like be proud of yourself. What are some things that, you know, and it's hard. It was challenging for me to say what I was proud of with myself, I always gave it to everybody else because like you said, there's just certain things we learned growing up and we're used to doing. 
I want you to brag on yourself right now. I want you to say the things that, you, you know, and it doesn't have to be because some people mistake success and um, what's the word? Accomplishments with money, with titles. And, and, and it's not really even all that because people with a lot of money and people with the highest titles, they, hmm. they, they're not happy. They're not always happy. They don't feel mm -hmm. accomplished. They, they're doing something that their parents wanted them to do or society wanted them to do or something that just was going to help them get by and never got to their dreams. I want you to say out loud, and I'm honored to have you say it out loud on my show. Um, what are you proud of yourself about that you've accomplished, no matter what it is? I don't care how many things it is. Just tell us. The main thing that I'm proud of myself for being is that I'm here. Like, I'm just here that I was able to take care of myself and get me to this age and this place that I'm in in my life. I'm proud of myself for returning to school. Because, you know, like, I've always been smart, but it's like, you know, I lost my way. So me being mm -hmm. 40 years old and deciding, hey, I'm going to go back to school, that wasn't easy for me. But I'm proud mm -hmm. that I'm accomplishing the goals that I'm setting for myself. Because by me having a diploma... I would get more people listen to me when I talk because you know these, these kids mm. they challenge you, you know. So mm. you know, I want to work with children. I want to work with people that's you know criminals. I want to be able to say, okay, I did X, Y, and Z, and when they say, well, what else you doing? I also have a degree because I have met people that have a degree and I can't stand that they, they they got certain job because it's like you only textbooks. Yeah. You don't really have the knowledge to. Put, you shouldn't be in these rooms because yeah. like, you need more than just having a diploma. So I'm thankful that I made myself go back to school so I can reach more people. And I'm proud of the mother that I'm I have I'm coming each day. Because I could have gave up. It was so much against me. And then my children are like, okay, they grown now. But I am still working every to be a better mom. And I'm proud of that. Um what else am I proud of? I don't know. It's kind of hard to really like just boast about what I'm proud of, but the main thing I'm looking for is just me being here. Your and grandma. Not giving up. Oh yeah, I'm a dope grandma too. <laughs> yeah, my dope. That's what I'm talking about. That that's an accomplishment. Yeah. You're a dope friend. Um, You're a dope person. I guess I only have many Look, friends. But I'm gonna brag on you. Let me let me brag on you then. You are a person that no matter what you're going through, you always are there for somebody else. You always have an ear. You check on me. Look, I used to be the busiest person I know, but then you came along. <laughs> and no matter what, you you even check on me. Like, you could be sick and you'll send me a text like, hey, sis, just, just seeing how you're doing. Get some rest. Take your time. And I don't listen to nobody, okay? But I be listening to you. So I appreciate that, you know, from you. You are a dope friend. You are a great person, you know, and you care. I'm so proud of you for caring beyond the imaginable, even when nobody knows what you're going through. So. Yeah. Thank you. I have that something else that I'm going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said thank you. That means a lot. You have me over here blushing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bless you. Bless. Bless. <laughs> Can you talk to somebody right now who feels stuck um, 
in their past who may not know that they're stuck and 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 feel like they're shackled and 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 bound to whatever their family went through whatever they went through growing up um who may not even think that they can create a life that they've always envisioned even if it's going to be in baby steps i will say that if you're always thinking about what you went through because you know it's wrong and it's a problem there so i will say you can seek help you know seeking therapy is one of my first things i would tell anybody to do because when you start thinking about what happened to you and it's bothering you because you know that it was wrong and you're going to need help to fix that um also like think about what you've been through and who was there nine times out of ten whatever you went through it was you by yourself i don't believe in telling somebody to be strong because being strong is like that's like what is that however just knowing that you you have the ability to survive some of your hardest days it's only been you, then keep pushing. And you deserve more. If you don't if you don't feel that you deserve more, the world isn't going to give you more. My only advice is to believe in yourself. Love on yourself. Whatever you're trying to give to other people, give it to you. Some people yeah. take resilience a little too deep. We, we we tend to take words and make it this deep, deep, hard to define kind of thing where really it's what you said, is it's just pushing through. Yeah, it's, you have you know that you know that you you because you survive so much. Now it's just time for you to live. Like you want to keep surviving, mm-hmm. or do you want to live a life that you feel you deserve? Because a lot of our anxieties and our depressions come from us going through things and knowing that it was wrong. So now all we're doing is every day trying to figure out why I have to go through that. You went through it; it was wrong. Now let's fix it. Or if your mom or your parents or anybody did anything to you. It was wrong, but now it's time for you to take care of yourself. If I didn't take care of myself, I wouldn't be here. You know, and I, by me doing that is by me having to learn healthier ways to take care of myself. Yeah. It's not always easy. You know, it's not always easy. And unfortunately, a lot of us don't grow to our full potential, but we are our biggest critic. We're the reason why we're not growing anymore. Mm. You know, like, and understand, like, if you, like, with me, what helped me a lot too was. Understanding adults in my life didn't have the tools either. It don't mm-hmm. get them less, but so it's like, okay, they didn't have the tools. So who am I now to keep judging them? No, I need the tools. Let me go get them <laughs> and bring them back to my family and help my children grow and help my grandkids grow or my friends grow. How you said earlier, I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend because I want to help other people. But you don't have to be my friend for me want to do that for you. You could be anybody. And that's why when we were asking before, like, what would I tell my teenage self, right? Mm-hmm. And I had all these things I would tell myself. But I'm kind of like, I don't feel that way anymore. Because if I didn't mm-hmm. go through all that stuff when, at that age, I wouldn't be who I am now at 41. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. change anything. I just want to keep going. Just mm-hmm. keep going. Trust me, just keep going. And mm-hmm. that's about Trust it. Trust me, just keep going. That's <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's it. Nobody else, just trust yourself. Girl, I'm trying not to get emotional. You know why? Because that resonates with me too. Like, I would say the same thing. Like, trust me, just keep keep going, Sequoia. It's going to be all right. You're going to learn some things. You're going to meet some awesome people. You're going to help people in ways that you least expect. And that's what you're doing. Now, with that being said, here go again. 
Only with you, I get chills on my face. I ain't never get no damn chills on my face, ever. <laughs> I got a whole sweater on. I'm getting chills. But look. Got me over here, bless you, girl. My eyes close up as it is. <laughs> <laughs> you should blush. You should blush. Look, so tell the people what you're doing now, um, what you have to offer them in services or products. Well, as far as my business-wise, I am a baker. I bake everything. <laughs> I have treats by wit, winning desserts. I took a little break, time out, I needed it. But you can find me on Facebook under Winnie's Desserts. Or you can find me on Instagram as Treats by Wit. It will be posted later. Um, I also sell at Avon. I'm a real hustler, so I sell Avon <laughs> as well. That's where I get my Avon. And, um, um, I'm currently, I have a group. I have a private group. So if you're somebody that is dealing with anxiety or you have any issues, any somebody to talk to, I do have a private group. It's on Facebook. You would have to like message me, DJ Whitney, on Facebook if you really want to join. And it's just a talk or rather vent. Nobody's going to give you any advice. If you're having a bad day, if your kids don't have milk, if you need a bunch of car for work, any way that I can help you, I'm going to help you. If it's helping you find a job, I also have, I help with that. If it's resumes, if it's whatever you could think of and you're having a, a trouble, no money now, but any services or anything that you need <laughs> mm -hmm. to help you mm -hmm. get through one day, I'm here to help you. Also, I am starting a group for um, young mothers that have issues with ACS, trying to help them navigate, navigate through the system. So you can find me on Facebook, DJ Whitney, and you inbox me and we go from there. Um, what else? I also make jewelry. I do a few things. There's so much. I'm like, what else I do? <laughs> I, I do jewelry. Say, I do make pieces. Yeah, I make pieces. Um, custom order. My site mm -hmm. will be up. Um, by the time the interview will be here, so you can put that link in the interview. Also, being I'm a DB survivor, I also um have a group that I I speak to women mm -hmm. that are. Um, survivors, because a lot of us who went through that, we still, even though we're not dealing with it anymore, we still have trauma. And a lot of DV victims didn't have somebody who believed them, who didn't understand them at the moment. So they still are having, I still have troubles with it. So I do have a group for that. And I guess I have a group for people who are dealing with anxiety or depression, who just need somebody to talk to or need help with something. Because sometimes we just have a bad day and we need somebody to help us who ain't going to judge us. You may need a few dollars. You may can't get to work. You may need pampers. And you don't want to go sit at the welfare. You don't want to go call your aunt or your uncle or your best friend and hear them complaining about whatever you didn't do or you should have done. If I have it, I will give it. If I can't do it myself, I will have somebody else who can help you or give you links to jobs or whatever you may need to guide you to your next step. And in the future, I look forward to having my group home. I told you, so I'm I manifest in having a group home. <laughs> I want to be able to really help how um, teenagers like myself could be all need to have a safe space. And when you don't have a safe space during your formative years, it's rough. I'm happy we're here now, but it ain't been easy. And I wouldn't wish what we, I have been through, what you have been through, or anybody. And I wish that we didn't have to go through any of that 
But at the same time, it's like it gives us compassion. It gives us love and understanding. So it was all worth it. It was all worth it at the end of the day. It may hurt, but it was all worth it. Yeah. It may it makes like it you. it makes me relate. It makes me relatable. It makes you relatable. And I love you too. Now <laughs> I really appreciate you being here on my relaunch to help motivate people. We all grow in different ways. I knew I wanted you on my show. I knew why. I knew that the times we were in, people needed to continue to have hope to not give up. And that's why the theme of resilience is here. Resilience played a big factor in my life and everything that I do now. And I've always wanted to do a new life star award. And I categorized them um, in a special way for special people who I see doing different things. Now, this is my first, um, this is my first time giving away awards. I got these engraved for my guests. You are all very special people. You are very special, Deidre. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, everything that you are, everything you strive to be, I want you to continue moving on. I want you to continue taking the time out for yourself that you need to take for yourself. I, because when you come back, you always give so much, right? This is in grade that says, New Life Saw Award presented to overcomers and agents of change who uplift and inspire others. And that is you, my dear. That is so dope. And I cannot wait I to get it. That is so dope. And when you do get it, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted you to be able to see what it says. <laughs> when you do get it, I want to picture a video or something. And I want y'all to all take pictures or videos or whatever we have you in know the box. Me. I know. I'll make me a good so, old reel. <laughs> this is this is genuinely, this is not like a cliche thing. You earned this just for being you. So thank you. And you. thank you for being on the show. Thank you. My first of all. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm so that good. Don't make me cry. <laughs> that is really oh. cool. I really, that's so good to be doing that for you. That is so dope. That's really nice and of you. I just love you. And so I love you too. I'll be on the screen. I'll be all on the internet and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a good interview. I really appreciate you sharing your platform with me. I know like this is not really my thing, but for you it's it's helpful because I want to get I want to be able to communicate more. So thank you for having me. And sharing your platform because not everybody does that. You're very not everybody want to showcase their their friends from the from the past or just you know you can get paid for this. You could get paid to have somebody to share your your platform with someone. Mm -hmm. So I'm really thankful. I really appreciate you having me on, and um, I look forward to us talking after this and forever. Thank you on behalf of me and the audience and the community or or groups that you serve. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me.